Welcome to the Hacking Your Health podcast with Ben Kenning and Dave Kennedy. Two guys heading out to hack body, mind, business, and beyond. We are here to provide a single source, bullshit-free guide to understanding your body and how you can live better for longer. Yo, what's up everybody? Welcome back. I'm Ben Canning and if I just adjust this desk slightly, I'm taller than Dave. I'm I'm gonna adjust my desk as well, so hang on a second. I'm adjusting my desk. <laughs> <laughs> we're idiots. <laughs> uh we're idiots and this is Hacking Your Health Podcast. I need to move this. Oh, I'm Dave Kenny, by the way. Yeah, Dave. Are you still adjusting? What are you doing? I need it was too low. It was too low. Anyway, what's okay. going on? Hey, man, it's well, I mean, you've been gone for like two weeks. Uh, so it feels like about six, six weeks. It does, doesn't it? I, uh, I'm definitely glad that uh, you're back and uh, we're back at it because we did, um, so we did two podcasts in a row that week so, to cover those two weeks and then we're back at it. So we have two weeks of stuff to talk about, uh, yeah. which means we have a lot of stuff to talk about, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm glad we have a bit of extra time, actually, now that you mentioned it. Did you get a new so, tattoo? First you of always all, had that. On your neck? Uh, you always I, had a tattoo? I, I got it. Just after I left, you know how I went to Philadelphia and I got it that day in Philadelphia. Oh, okay. I like it. So I haven't always had it, but I did get it straight after the last time I was with you. Good. Looks good. Thanks. Um, yes, the first thing that I want to touch on is the last message I sent you. So we're now at the stage. Can you admit that beforehand you would have freaked out whenever your weight started to go up and now you're at the stage that you're freaking out that your weight's coming down? Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, it's it's an interesting uh, welcome, switch. Welcome to my world. Welcome to my world. This is what I deal with. <laughs> it's an interesting switch. I've never been in this position, I think, my entire life, right? Um, which is, you know, you always look at weight as the, the classifier for how well you're doing in your weight loss journey or fitness journey or whatever. And, you know, obviously, you've been trying to break me of that cycle for, you know, almost two years now. And, uh, you know, we, we, you know, when we first started this, you know, we, we kind of stripped down a bit. Uh, so I lost, lost some weight to prove that, you know, it was pretty much possible while doing weight training and stuff like that, being in a slight caloric deficit. And then, you know, as you add more and more muscle, you have to assume you're going to gain weight. It's just, it, it just has to go somewhere. You can't just go to 1% body fat and then, you know, keep building muscle. It doesn't work that way. So, you know, we've been obviously, uh, starting to push calories again. Uh, we went through a little bit of a cut. Uh, cycle uh, during the summer when I went on vacation. Um, and then, you know, we went on a, now we're going back to more of a, a surplus where I'm a little bit um, above my normal calorie count, which is, I, I don't understand what's going on right now. So like, you know, I'll eat more and more and more, and now I lose weight, which doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And then I'm like, shit, I need to eat more. Um, so my body is obviously uh, doing well with the additional calories. I feel great. Energy is, is at an all time high and, uh, you know, we're still obviously going to keep pushing it, but you know, I've stayed around the 242 mark pretty much for, I think three or four weeks consistently as we continue to bring up the calories. And, you know, obviously this week was, um, unfortunately a horrible week for me with the deload. Uh, but, uh, no, it was necessary. I, 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 I sell a self prescribed deload. It was, it was, like Listen, that, I am, we have, we have come yeah. a long way. We've come a long Please. way. We've come a long <laughs> way. <laughs> the old Dave would have wore his body down completely to where I couldn't even walk, and I probably would have like broken my back uh, 
Whereas new Dave is like, listen, um, I feel run down. My body feels run down. My HRV and resting heart rate are, are not in good order. My recovery is not looking great. You know, all the indicators here that I needed a break. And so, you know, there's a couple of ways of obviously doing a deload. And, and what's interesting is I was talking to a couple of folks in the office that are, you know, are, are lifters and things like that. And they never heard of uh, deload. So, you know, I think it's important to be covered of that and why that's such an important um, piece of, and there's a few different ways of doing it. Um, but basically, you know, giving your body time to rest and recover after you put it through a lot of stress through, you know, several weeks, like eight to 10 weeks is generally the recommended deload week um, cycle. Some, it, again, some people say don't do it. Some people say do it. I notice a difference for sure um, as you go through, but now I'm at a point where I really want to keep packing on weight and you know, that I, I would never have thought I would have think I, I would, you know, like, look at me like two years ago. I've been like, what the hell are you doing, Dave? You're 240 pounds. Like you're going back to fat Dave. But then you like, look at, you know, where I'm at in those comparison pictures and the amount of muscle mass that I put on and strength, you know, I'm almost deadlifting 600 pounds. Like it's just crazy how the body works. And I'm, I'm at a really good state right now. I mean, I, it's, it's, it's awesome, man. Yeah. I think I've said this before, like, but I think the, the best thing about where we're at is because you've been 240 pounds before. So you have a direct comparison of what that <laughs> looks like. So yeah. it's like, okay, yes, I am maybe the same weight that I have been before, but I'm an entirely different body composition. Like entirely it's, it's different. Two, yeah. So it's two completely different people. Um, I don't know if we'll ever push up to the 300 plus range because no. I think I would actually be afraid, afraid of you <laughs> at that point. Um, but I think we can definitely continue to push on. Um, with the deload week, just to touch on it lightly, I'll put the link to the podcast, the episode that we did about it. Um, but the two ways to do it, I prefer the way that you did it in terms of just taking the days off. Now, the caveat to that is if you're sort of relatively new to training, the preferred way is to do it where you just train as normal at 50% of the capacity. So 50%, 50% volume. 50% your one rep max. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the reason that that is preferred, if you're sort of new to lifting, it's almost to just keep up the, the, the maintenance of the movements and the continuing to learn the movements and the skill of actually lifting the weight. Whenever you're a little bit more advanced and your body's at a stage where it's really fucked up, um, it's probably better to do it the other way in terms of actually just taking sort of three, four or five days off, depending on, on where you're at or how you're feeling markers in terms of when you should take a deload week is. Number one, if your body just isn't recovering. Um, the other thing is if you're not getting the same sort of stimulus whenever you're going in to do mm -hmm. your lifts. And then if you're going a bit deeper in terms of the data, if you're looking at HRV, rest and heart rate, whenever those start to go the opposite direction, it's like your body's like, no, fuck you. I'm just going to rebel against this and you need yeah. to sort of take time back. So I'm yeah. proud of you. It was a bit of a proud dad moment <laughs> that you text me about a deload week. Yeah, um, notice, notice I wasn't all the way there. I'm like, hey, I kind of might need this. And, uh, you know, it's debatable, you know. <laughs> so it's like, I did lose the subject, but I'm not all the way there yet. Yeah. Yeah, but it's definitely, definitely progressed. Because before I would have said to you, and you'd be like, sorry, uh, new number, who this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm going to be uh, out of pocket for the next month. Uh, I'll talk to you later, you know. But, you know, no, uh, you know a co couple things to hit on in that point. So one rep max, for those that may know, is, um, you know, we, we've talked about this before in previous podcasts, but just to catch everybody up, one rep max is, is 100% of your max efficiency of what you can lift for a certain type of, like, heavy compound movement, for example, like deadlift. So, you know, one rep max is basically, like, full extreme exertion, 100%. That's the max you can actually carry. Um, and we don't, I don't recommend testing your one rep max. You can, if you want to, but there's one rep max calculators. So if you like, let's just say you're doing, you know, 10 sets of 200 for a deadlift, uh, from that side of the house, then you can use the, you just look up one rep max calculator. 
and it will tell you what your your average estimated one rep max is. And then basically you do percentages off of that. So for example, if your one rep max is, let's just say if you're doing 200 by you know, 10, let's say your one rep max is like 320 or something like that. Um, and so your 320, you would shave off 50% of that and do half of that for that week so that you're um, you know, using less volume, it gives your nervous system time to recover, uh, and get used to lower set weights, even though, you know, you're still growing muscle wise, let your body heal up. You know, again, I had every indication that I needed it. Um, so for me, my symptoms of when I, I know I need, um, or I, I suggest potentially maybe a deload might, <laughs> might. um, I, I start to get really bad, uh, forearm pain where like my, um, tendons start to hurt, uh, pretty bad. So where I, I have trouble gripping things. Um, and I'll notice that my whole body is aching and sore, um, and I'm not recovering fast. And I also notice, uh, for my whoop band, my recovery, my HRV, my resting heart rate and my recovery, you know, for several weeks will be at a spot in like the 60% or below, which is not usual for me. So all of those are clear indications that, Hey, it's time for, to give your body a, a, a break and you're putting too much into it. So I took, you know, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off. And then today's my lift day. I'm doing um, doing pull today. And I just want to say um, a really cool thing about being 240 um, is you'd expect that it's much harder for my body to move 240 pounds. And today at Orange Theory, um, there was a game called Catch Me If You Can, which is a competition with yourself, obviously, but obviously I'm competing with everybody else when no one else is even close. So it's good. Um, but, uh, um, it's, it's basically you have to hit certain milestones over a certain period of time. And there's what's called a two G and three G class. The three G class is shorter. I did the three G class today just because of timing and the three G class is 14 minutes and you have to get to basically 1.5 miles. But like every two minutes you have to be at a certain, uh, point. So like at like two minutes, you have to be at like 0.2, you know, four minutes you have to be at 0.5. And it, it drastically gets a little bit harder. And then if you get caught, you basically stop running and you have to just walk, you know, um, intensively um, during that period of time. So for me, my last PR was July of 2021, which is basically a year ago, you know, 11 months ago. And my PR was 2.1 uh, miles. And at that time, I, I looked at my um, document and I was right around 220, I think, uh, about a year ago. Um, and so uh, today I'm 242. So I'm over 22 pounds heavier than I was uh, a year ago and I beat my PR whole handily and I could have went even harder. Honestly, I went into it. Like, I'm just going to kind of casually cruise. And at the end I'm like, Oh wait, I might, might as well beat my PR. And then I started going at it. I could have went so much harder. I probably could have gotten like around, I think probably 2.4, 2.5. Um, but I was at 2.25. So I beat my PR being 22 pounds heavier, uh, than I was a year ago, which is a really awesome feat because like, obviously I've gotten stronger. Uh, obviously my body is handling that weight well, uh, and I can push myself even harder because I've gone through that, that type of strain and continue to build muscle mass as I went along. So again, all in all positive uh, on all fronts, but it's just crazy how our bodies react and deload is obviously an important part of that. Yeah. And I think, you know, as I said earlier, it's bigger, faster, and stronger. And the, the, the best thing about how we've done things is, and it, it, it's a hundred percent credit to you because if it had been me, I would have pulled cardio down a lot, but you've obviously wanted to keep it in because it's something you yeah. enjoy and obviously your body can handle it as, as it has. Um, I think as well, you know, whenever you touched on your, your recovery on your whip, and again, again, this morning, obviously, you know, after a couple of days off, it's back up, but I think you sent me through, it was 92 or 93%. Dude, what you, even, even better on that is 92% plus seltzers. I had hard seltzers last <laughs> night and it was still at 92%, which I never have when I drink alcohol. So like my body's like, all right, we're good. You can handle a little bit of alcohol or the shit you put me through in the past couple of years. So. <laughs> you, you and your body are friends again. Yeah, we're back to being friends again. It's like, Hey, I can handle the hard cider. She's still destroying me again. You know? So. <laughs> 
Yeah, and one more thing, actually, and then we'll get into whatever we're going to talk about. Um, the just talking about the the one rep max, I would like to caveat that doing the calculator and actually lifting the weight are two entirely different things. So if you use your example and you do two hundred for ten reps and it gives you one rep max of three twenty, actually lifting that three twenty is much different than yeah. The the it's a lot more difficult your body sort of needs to get used to handling weight. So don't go, oh yeah, calculator, I should be able to do 10 reps at this and I should be able to lift one rep at that. You need to build up to it because your body will just be like, no, I'm not having it. There's, there's something to be said about feeling that weight, right? And you talk about that. And when you're actually testing your one rep max, the way that you, you are traditionally supposed to do it is gradually built up to that weight. So let's just say, so my, my one rep max right now is 575. It's really 605 because I got lift off, but I was just so tired, but I haven't done it. So I can't claim it yet. I'm going to do it this weekend. Um, but um, uh, <laughs> I want to get I want to get six oh five before I turn forty. That's my goal. So I turn forty in in July, at the end of July. So I have two months okay. to get to uh, six oh five, which I think I could do. So I'll, I'll give myself a couple weeks to relax and not try the one rep max again. And just so don't do it this weekend. Then don't do. It I'm not going to do it this week. I'm going to do it this no. weekend. I'm not going to do this. Week no, don't do it. Don't do it okay. this weekend. Okay. <laughs> but uh, I give myself a couple of weeks. Weeks, aka I'm going to do it this weekend. I'm going to do it this weekend, but. Uh, no, but uh, feeling the weight's important. So typically when you're testing your one rep max, you want to start off, you know, lightweight, start to feel that weight, you know, get your, your blood pumping and your muscles. Then from there, add more weight, do one, add more weight, add one, do, you know, one set, one, one rep, and then eventually kind of feel that weight as you're going through. And you could do like two or three sometimes, you just, you know, whatever you're feeling. But uh, typically you want to build up to that weight and feeling that weight, if you've never felt it before, is much different. You're going to have form uh, compromise. There's no question about it. I mean, some things give away. We were talking about this the other day on the call. You know, when you look at my one rep max of 575, um, I had a bit of a arching on my back where my, my back kind of gave out from a, from a posture perspective. I didn't maintain neutral spine, which, you know, if you look at uh, power lifters and kind of the research behind it, that's expected to be on your one rep max. Your form isn't going to be perfect um, as you go through because you're not used to handling a type of weight and you haven't built up the form and technique to handle that weight. So, you know, be very careful doing one rep maxes um, as, as part of your program. It's fun to test it, but I don't recommend doing it very often unless you're just strictly into powerlifting and you're just really just going for strength and not like muscle growth and hypertrophy. You just want to be strong as hell. I mean, that's when you start getting into like the, you know, two to five, two to eight rep range, you know, side of the house. But even then I wouldn't recommend testing one rep maxes on those just because it's just not good, you know, as, as much as you're lifting the form compromise and everything else that comes along with it. Um, but that's the way that you typically test one rep max if you really want to test, you know, your limits of how far you can go. And again, I, I went into it this weekend, not wanting to test my one rep max. I was just doing my normal lift and I'm like, well, I'm feeling it. So I did, you know, I built up to it. I did like, you know, 245 plates on, then I went to 345 plates. And then I was, so I was at like 345, 445, and then I did five, I did 450, uh, for 10 reps, uh, at, at deadlift. And then I did 505 for five reps. Then I did 555 for one rep. Then I did 575 for one rep. And by the time I got to a 605, I was, I just had nothing left uh, to give at that point. I had given everything uh, in my life. So I got lift off, but there was nothing, nothing else. But again, you know, be careful with, with one rep maxes. Yeah, I think a good a good range to test if you want to sort of see where you're at with strength is like three reps because it's yeah, not. Yeah, you can do you can still move a decent weight. It's closer to what you could do for one rep, but it's a little bit safer. But like you said, if part of your thing and you just want to know how much you can lift, then yeah, you know, absolutely do it. But definitely take precautions whenever you're doing it because it does. It's total different gravy like whenever you're doing it. And I think a point to what you're saying about your rep 
yes, okay, there was a little bit of compromise in terms of what your back was doing. But the thing about it was it happened before you lifted. When you lifted, you were solid, you were stable the whole way through the movement. So it wasn't like you were halfway through the lift and then your back moved. It was done before you were lifted. So it's slightly better. Yeah. Um, but I have no doubt the next time you go to lift it, 575 will, it, it will feel much better because you've felt yeah. it before. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's muscle memory. It's heavy. Like it's, oh, it's, it's heavy. Like it's heavy. That was. <laughs> I. Uh, I'm just. I'm just glad I didn't pass out this time. Is is my my. So Aaron's like, did you? My, it's become a point where my kids are like, did you pass out this time, Dad? I'm like, I didn't pass out this time. All right, it doesn't happen that often. All right, so you know, like, I, there's there's times where I'm lifting and I'll just start to see stars and I just I I, I drop to the ground and the the one it was like a few weeks ago. I hit one where I started getting audio distortion. It was like, wow, 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 wow. And I was like, oh shit, this isn't good. You know, like, I'm, <laughs> I, like, I probably shouldn't be doing this. So, um, you be careful, be careful. And obviously, you know, do, do things safely. I mean, deadlifts are as safe as it comes. If you pass out, like you're literally just falling on the ground, but, um, you know, yeah. yeah if there's, a, if there's a movement that you want to pass out on, it's probably a deadlift. It's if that's what you're going for, <laughs> it's deadlift. You can, you can <laughs> drop the bar and pass it out. <laughs> Uh, last, last thing I wanted to hit on before we get into, uh, gym etiquette and, you know, gym behavior and stuff like that, which I think is an important topic, um, is I got my blood work back today, uh, which I'm super happy about. Uh, you know, every time I get blood work, I get nervous. Cause I'm like, well, Hey, what things can I improve and tweak? And, and this whole process around hacking your health is literally hacking your health, right? What can you do to supplement your daily lifestyle to promote longevity of life and health, right? and um, get the goals that you want to in life. And so I use blood work as one of those main efforts to do, and I probably do it much more excessively than most folks. So I typically get um, blood work done through my TRT, my testosterone replacement therapy practice. Uh, um, you know, I usually do that every three months. So every three months I'll get blood work done and they, you know, we'll do everything from like red blood cell count, you know, cholesterol. Um, you know, I, I ask them for my T3 uh, levels for my thyroid because I had a uh, thyroidectomy, but I'd also recommend everybody do thyroid um, testing all the time because it's your base um, of what your metabolism is for, for lack of a better term. So if you have low uh, T3 counts, um, your metabolism will be extremely slow. Also do obviously free testosterone, direct testosterone, um, you know, red blood cell counts, everything like that to, to test kind of like my overall um, health uh, as, as, you know, liver, kidney enzymes, those types of things. And the last, um, blood work I had done was really good, but my liver enzymes were slightly elevated, uh, still within normal ranges, but higher than I would normally do. And that happened to be a week after we were, um, drinking a whole bunch. Uh, so I just, <laughs> nothing, to, 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 nothing to do with me. I didn't have anything to do with it. that we did that week. Uh, definitely had nothing to do with, uh, you know, my, my, my elevated liver, liver enzymes. Um, but one thing to note, uh, is when you're doing blood work, some things uh, to keep an eye on is when you're doing a high protein diet and especially working out, um, your kidney and liver enzymes can be elevated. Uh, liver, uh, kidney can actually be considered lower. So it, it's a, a way of how well your kidney is actually functioning. And uh, uh, so high protein diets definitely put a little bit of stress on the kidney. So keep an eye on that um, as, a, as a base marker. And then um, also if you go and work out prior to getting your blood work, it will throw your blood work off. So you typically want to wait at least 24 to 40, 48 hours is ideal. Um, 48 hours of not working out uh, prior to getting your blood work and then fasting 12 hours prior to your actual blood work. That'll give you the 
best way of, of looking at all of your different levels. Um, so I get mine done three, three times a month or three, uh, not three times a month, uh, every three months, uh, through my normal done. And I have a PCP that I get done once a year. And then I also use inside tracker, um, to dial into my micronutrients and macro, uh, my, my, more of my macro micronutrients of like, Hey, am I deficient in certain things like various vitamins, minerals, things like that. So inside trackers, actually, if you're not doing obviously like a testosterone, uh, specialist or, you know, your PCP won't give it to you every three months or something like that. Um, inside tracker will send you everything you need. You go to a local blood work place and then they give you all of your results, which everything I explained here is done through inside tracker and it's tracked through the app and you can look at the historical, um, pieces of things. So I really like that, but uh, I just want to say this week, uh, when I got my results back, uh, my liver looked, you know, much more fantastic because I hadn't been out drinking with Ben uh, and kidney levels also improved. Um, I've been taking um, a lot of those, those broccoli extracts, those broccoli sprout extracts, which um, I think has helped a lot. And I'm also on glutathione, um, which is a heavy, powerful antioxidant. Um, and glutathione is being attributed to longevity of life as well. Um, so another great uh, thing to potentially add to your routine, if that's something, again, I'm not saying go, go get all these supplements, but glutathione is definitely a, a real powerful antioxidant as our broccoli sprout uh, extracts, which you can get the condensed stuff, you know, on Amazon or whatnot. Yeah, I think that the main thing comes to have a look, have a look what your blood work is, see what you're deficient in, see what you need, and then supplement accordingly. Just don't go and get all the supplements because you, because, yeah. well, you listen to us or because you yeah. think you need it. Do it the other way around. Get your blood work done, see what you're deficient in, and then, and then go from there. Yep. Well, I really agree. So we're going to talk about the gym today. The gym. The gym. The show, like you're talking about gym etiquette there's so many things that piss me off like are we really going to go down this rabbit hole you know you you said one thing one time and i was like oh shit i'm definitely that guy um there was uh you were you were uh, at a gym and you're like these assholes that wipe down their spots but don't uh dry it are total a-holes i'm like oh shit i never dry it i just wipe it down i think that i thought that was proper so that people could see it's actually there i never thought about drying it so i dry it all the time now so i <laughs> <laughs> I just met there's obviously, you know, with COVID and whatever else, like once you sanitize, everybody's running about sanitizing and wipe anything. I think it's not a thing anymore. I haven't seen anybody in the gym do it recently, but the fucking thing's dripping wet. I'm like, I have to sit in this thing. Like I have to wipe it down before I get on it and then wipe it down again. Um, but yes, there are plenty of things that, that piss me off in terms of what other people do in the gym. And it could potentially just be me being an asshole and want things a certain way. But I think it's a good thing to sort of, get into now we need before to... before we Go get ahead. into i think gym etiquette i think we should talk about like the fear of going to a gym and the people around you judging you and those types of things because that's one of the things i always struggled with i don't anymore but it's definitely something I, I i struggle with especially as somebody new to the gym you know i'm not doing this right i probably don't have proper form i don't know what i'm doing you know what what are things that we can do to alleviate those as you go in and then, um, you know, talk about proper gym etiquette so you don't get assholes that are barking at you about not, uh, you know, wiping down the, the thing and then drying it. So <laughs> I would never, I would, I would never, I would just I know, I know. text you, you about talk. it. I would never give anybody a hard time that's in the gym. Um, yeah, I think, I think gym fear is obviously a good one and obviously, you know, fear in general. And I think the first thing that I will say, and I know it's much easier for me to say it than actually do it, but fuck what anybody else thinks is is the best thing that i can say you know if you're yes. worried about what other people yes. think in the gym fuck them, because it's not a, you know you're there to better yourself and you need to you know you need to be reminded of that number one if there's someone who's going to give you a hard time or give you shit about being there about doing something then fuck them it's on them it says some it says more about them than it does about you and the second thing is 
people are too concerned about what they're doing to actually really give a shit what you're doing. And I used to say this quite a lot. And it maybe it maybe came across quite harsh because I used to say to clients like, "Oh, I'm worried about this." And I'm like, with the utmost respect, nobody gives a shit what you're doing. They're too concerned yeah. about what they're doing, so don't worry about it. Just go in, get your shit done. Again, as I said, I know it's easy for me to say that because I have lived in a gym for a very long time, but I didn't always. Like, I was a skinny kid, and I remember I, I told you this story about it's actually the gym that I train in now where it was formerly, and it was a different name, but I remember being, like, whatever fucking weight it was, like, 160 pounds, skinny-ass guy, going into this, like, meathead, bodybuilder, competitive bodybuilder gym with these fucking massive guys, and I'm standing here, and they're like, the guy I was going to train with, he goes, right, we're going into the leg room. And it was, I remember whenever we were in our gym, they had the, the vertical leg press. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to get fucking, like, it's just the plate. I was like, this is going to crush me. Like, it's just going to land on me. So I have been there. Granted, it was a long time ago, but I do, I, I'm very mindful of it. And I realize that, you know, a lot of people struggle with actually just getting the foot in the door initially. So here's a couple of things of advice that has helped me quite a bit um, on building confidence and what to expect when going to the gym. First, I think Ben's, you know, comment on stop caring what other people think um, is important. What a, what a much what a much more polite way to say what I said. <laughs> I know I know Mrs. Kane listens from time to time, so I, you know, I, said, I think like thirty times. So you know, but um, but. Uh, um, your mom, Mrs. Canning, you know, um, yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's, I think it's for a lot of us, it's easier said than done. Right. I still, you know, when I go in, I do care what people think. And I remember like a long time ago, this is an interesting thing. I, um, I remember my dad saying to me, uh, one of my greatest strengths that I had is that I, I'm, I'm very mindful of people's, uh, uh, feelings and, um, you know, how they, they react. And then I'm very you know, cautious not to offend them. So like that was one of my strengths as a kid is always recognizing people's emotions and, you know, being able to kind of work off of that and, and, you know, very kindful in, in, in many nature when I was a kid, and, you know, obviously I do the, try to do the same thing in, in life. So for me, I, you know, I, when I go into a gym situation, especially, you know, when I was first starting in this area, you know, I didn't have confidence in my form. I didn't have confidence in my programs or my routines that I was using. I wasn't doing it enough to, you know, feel comfortable in those situations. And so as you go more and more, you will find yourself becoming more and more comfortable, right? It's, it's like any situation you first immerse yourself into, um, you know, it's an unknown entity and your brain fights you on that because it's something new, right? And that's normal human nature. You're doing something new. You have to learn it. Your body has to get adjusted, acclimated to that, those new surroundings, the people, you know, it's just how we are wired as human beings. So there's nothing wrong with going into a gym and feeling, Hey, I'm, I'm intimidated. All these people are bigger than me. You know, all these people are more fit than I am. You know, I'm just starting my journey. Guess what? Everybody starts in their journey. Those folks started in their own journey in some different, different way or form. So you're just starting off in your journey. Guess what? Two, three, four, five years in the future, you're going to be, you know, there as a confident, you know, a, a kicking ass and taking names and, you know, seeing the new person coming into the gym and them starting off their, their thing. It's this, this circle of life that we go through. A couple of things to help you out with um, that I find is one, um, understand the equipment that's there prior to you going. Maybe you just go there once and you just kind of look around uh, at the equipment and kind of document what they have and understand the weights and the machines, uh, things you might have questions on, you know, go look at those. The staff will always help you understand the um, types of equipment, how you use it. 
Uh, one thing that I would go in is with the plan. So if, if you know, today is my, um, let's just say today's my pool day. Um, so I'm doing back and biceps today. Um, I would go in there with a routine of what I wanted to use as far as equipment. So I know what I'm going to do. I know the weights that I'm typically going to try to put onto there. So I'm not messing around. I'm going to each individual machine. I'm hitting it. I'm knocking it out and I'm moving on to the next one. Okay. So that's, that's, um, uh, going in there with the plan. Uh, will definitely help you out versus kind of like lollygagging around and trying to figure out what you're doing. That type of stuff will make you nervous. Um, so those are some, some key pieces there. Second, you know, we get into gym etiquette a little bit. There are certain things that trigger folks out there, but at the end of the day, you know, gym culture is, should be accepting of everybody, um, should be, uh, one where, you know, you feel welcome, uh, people, you know, come out and, and say, you know, Hey, good job. Congratulations. That type of stuff. It's very, it's, it should be a very motivating people, but sometimes you get assholes. Um, so, you know, there's actually a, a guy online that, that Ben and I will always watch. Um, his name is Joey Swole and, uh, Joey Swole will always uh, talk about the positives and negatives of people. So, like, they'll look at, like, you know, TikTok or Instagram type of stuff, and they'll be like, this guy's a total asshole because he did this, and this should not be doing this. This is not proper. So he's a great guy. He's he, very uh, kind-hearted and loving in the sense of, like, what um, it should be looking like. But they're funny as hell because he'll just, like, rip into these people that are being total assholes to people um, and then, you know, go from there. But if you ever check them out, he's on Facebook. He just posts videos literally every day of just people being assholes in the gym or whatever. You know, don't be those guys. Be, be guys or gals. You know, be, be kindful of one another. Um, you know, you're not entitled to any equipment. Uh, you know, you, you basically have to wait your turn, uh, you know, go through those, knock your shit out. Don't spend, you know, five hours on a specific, you know, thing that people are trying to use, you know, be mindful of everybody around you. But at the end of the day, going there more often and more frequently and working on your, your things will help out a lot. If you're new to lifting, do not go heavy. Do not go heavy. Focus on your form and technique and build up from there. All right. So let's just say you're doing a deadlift, you know, start off low weight, work on your form and technique and build up and get more confidence in that weight. As you go along, your technique is the most important thing to focus on, um, as you're going through this to prevent injury and also make sure that as you grow in weight, you don't compromise form and integrity of your body. Yeah. I think, you know, the, the sort of, I guess the best way we can describe it is, you know, if you treat other people in the gym, as you would like to be treated yourself then everyone's going to get on fine. Like it's, I actually was thinking this today when I was looking around and I was like, it's such a strange place to be. Like it's a strange place in terms of why people are there and what they're doing. Obviously everybody's there for a different reason in terms of whatever their goals are, but they come to this place. And one thing that I, I was always very mindful of whenever I worked in the gym floor is obviously I was there all the time, so it didn't really count, but certain people are there at certain times. So people who train before work, they train before work because they had to go work. Some people train at lunchtime. Some people trained it after work. Everybody sort of had their own time. So you sort of are always in the gym at the same time as the same sort of people. So like you don't need to become best friends with me, but acknowledge people and say like, you know, good job if you see progress. And that was yeah. always a massive thing that was within the, the clients that I used to train face to face. Like if I was finishing with one client, starting with another client, they would always say like, oh, I saw you training there. I saw your PR, I saw your progress. I've been following your progress, whatever. And it was always very supportive and motivational. Um, the thing about that as well is, you know, if you go to one gym and you don't like it, try a different gym. It's not all gyms are the same. Yeah. Find a space that you're comfortable in. Find a space that you like the environment. You like the equipment. You like the people who work there. You like the people who train there. You know, some gyms just aren't for some people. And I've been in, in many cities like before, like where I just, there's one gym in London that I just don't like to go to because I feel uncomfortable. So I just avoid it because what I mean, there's hundreds of gyms in London. So I just go to a different one, but it's still, you know, still I've been training for eight years and there's still a gym that I, that I have been to that I felt uncomfortable. So trial, trial different bones out. 
Um, what you're saying about going in and, and find the equipment, like book a, a tour, get the person to explain the machines, like use the staff, like ask them, you know, when's it busy, maybe go whenever it's slightly less busy so that you can get a feel for everything and not feel under pressure to do things. If you're starting out, what my recommendation would always be, if you're not fully confident about what you're doing is try and stick to machines because generally they're going to have a path of motion. So you're not fully in control of how the weight moves. So you're less likely to injure yourself. So, you know, if you can sort of stick the machines, they'll move a certain way. There'll be a picture of a really sassy man. He always looks so sassy because he's like stood like this and it marks out what muscle group it should hit and it marks out what way it should move, like the start and the end. Generally, most gyms will have that. So go have a look at it. I'll tell you the start position, the finish position. If you stick the machines until you get a little more confident, then you'll be golden in terms of not um, making any or getting any injuries. Um, the other thing as well is if you can find someone to go with, it definitely helps because you can sort of figure it out together. Um, and I've noticed that before with like even people, again, whenever I coach one-to-one, like they would come in and they would be new and they'd be like, oh, you know, actually had clients ask me like could I go and train with that person that I'd maybe been training for slightly longer and then that's sort of how the, the community originally started um so yeah if you can if you can find someone that you know has is a little bit ahead of you as well to sort of show you and don't be afraid to ask the staff I know that a lot of them can be intimidating and you know they're you know if it's a coach and they just have that sort of rest and bitch face all the time I was that person I am a nice person to talk to I just wasn't didn't seem to be very approachable but don't uh don't be afraid to ask for help because a lot of Again, from my experience, a lot of gym staff are willing to help. They're willing to sort of, you know, give you guidance in anything that you can. If they're not willing to give you help, then they're probably an asshole. Fuck them anyway and ask someone else. But um, <laughs> don't be afraid to ask, to ask for help. Yeah. And, you know, I think, you know, when we go into a gym, there's a lot of intimidating folks, you know, folks that have been doing it for 10, 15, 20, 30 years. You know, they may be massive or huge, uh, different stages of our, our careers and past, right? You know, I came into this late in the game. I'm 39 years old, about to turn 40. Um, you know, I'm going to be nowhere near somebody that's 40 that's been doing this for 15, 20 years, you know. So, you know, again, you know, it, time has a big difference on a lot of this. And we all start in our journeys at different points in time. We might be morbidly obese and we're just getting in there and starting to hit the gym. Absolutely fucking fantastic. Do it, you know. That's awesome that you're out there going and doing it. And guess what? If I see somebody that's out there that's morbidly obese and it's out there working out, I am pumped for that dude. I would love to go over there and talk to that guy. I won't because, you know, it's, it's, it's his time. And if he ever wanted any questions, I would go there in two seconds and sit there for an hour with that person just to understand where they're at. If I could help in any way, they need spotters. I don't care. Like I'd be there in two seconds helping that person, you know, continue that motivation and success that they're doing because they took the time to go into the gym. Um, so for me, it's, it's looking at it from a perspective of like, hey, this, this person, this guy or girl is out here busting their ass, wanting to change their life, wanting to get better, wanting to live longer. Uh, you know, the benefits you get with all this, that's awesome for them. So I don't ever get mad at people with bad form or upset or even look at them in a negative way like, oh, shit, that's a newbie. I, I don't ever look at, at a person like that. I would love to go over there and talk to them and say, hey – this might be a better way of doing it, but I don't want to be that asshole. That's like, Hey, you're doing it wrong. And then detract them from, you know, uh, um, you know, uh, from coming back to the gym again, you know, I, I more just want to help. So if I ever get asked or, you know, somebody ever says something to me, I help on two seconds, help spot. I, I was at the gym and someone was struggling with a thing. I went and ran over there and, and picked up a, you know, a bar for them as they're getting spotted. That's, that's what we do, right? You know, you help people out when they need it and you leave people alone, uh, when, when they don't ask or not looking for help. And, you know, that's, that's, I think the, the gym culture that you, you want to aspire to is friendly community, accepting community, um, you know, not intimidated by folks that are coming out there. I had a dude, I uh, went to old school iron and just to, you know, put this into perspective, 
I mean, there are some big effing people there. I mean, these are bodybuilding competition folks uh, that have won medals, you know, nationally. I mean, these are just hardcore dudes. Like there's some really big boys there um, and really big girls there like that are way bigger than me. Um, and, um, you know, one of the guys, I happened to, to finish up my, my workout and I was going to get a, a protein shake from the, they have a little freezer there at the beginning when you first walk in and, uh, our fridge and, uh, the one guy, just this massive bodybuilder dude arms, you know, jacked to hell. And he goes to me, he's like, dude, you got a nice pump going on. Nice job out there. You know, looking great. And I'm like, thanks man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, that's a great, I appreciate it. You know, as someone that is obviously dedicated his life to this type of thing, you know, giving you a compliment is, is noticeable. Right. And it has an impact. And, you know, I was like, I, I walked out in a much more positive mo- mood. I was already in a positive mood because I hit the, hit the, hit the, hit the weights, but I felt so much better about myself because somebody had actually given me a compliment. So, you know, be, be accepting of one another, be complimenting one another, you know, those are the things that make a difference of whether somebody comes back to the gym or not. You know, if you're a guy, stay the fuck away from women. Uh, don't talk to them. Don't socialize with them. Don't hit on them. You know, let them do their shit. And, and um, you know, if they have questions or need help, that's that's a different story. But, you know, stay the hell away from 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 women as, as you're in the gym. And, you know, like you always see like the guys that start to go over and talk and the women are just like totally pissed off because they just want to get their workout in. You know, that's the type of shit that you don't want to see. So, um, you know, same thing goes goes for, for guys when, you know, you're getting, you know, folks that are coming over like, oh, correct this form, do this, do that, you know, do this. I, I hate my biggest pet peeve that I have is somebody correcting my form on a video that I post because I could give a shit less what you have to say. And I, and I, and I know that's going to sound horrible, but <laughs> most of the time, 90% of time, it's bad advice and it confuses me. So like early on, you know, when I first started with Ben, I posted something where I was just starting off in deadlifts and my form was total, total garbage. Right. And everybody's like, Oh, you should look up. You should do this. You should get these shoes. You should do that. You should try the barbell and do it this way and do it that way. I'm like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? I have no idea. Like I have 70 things I have to correct here. I have no idea what I'm supposed to do. I'm, I'm totally fucked up. I'm going to quit. You know, like, and so those types of situations, like stay away from giving people feedback unless they ask for it. If, if I'm, if I'm post something online and I'm proud of a one rep max, don't say, well, hey, you, you, you know, you had a slight curve in your back. I, I, yeah, I know that. I know that. I know how to slight curve in my back. I'm I doing can one see. Right. I can, I can yeah, see I can the see. Video. I'm looking at the video, and I know that what, what that is. So, you know, um, you know, so, so unless I'm asking for feedback, like, hey, I just did a solid, you know, ten sets of, of four fifty. How am I looking? You know, what, 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 what can, what can I improve on? Because I feel like I've gotten to that point where I'm feeling pretty good. If I'm asking for feedback, that's a different story. Don't provide feedback because you think that, Hey, I can, you know, critique this or do this better or do that better. Uh, that pisses me off more than anything. I just usually delete the comments or I just ignore that person or I unfriend them. And then I go, uh, you know, uh, um, TP their house afterwards. So either way, so <laughs> there's two, there's two ways. I, I'm not the person that's going to go up and ever tell anybody they're doing anything wrong, but there are times that definitely people need help. And it's, for me, it's just about how you approach it. So there's two ways that I used to do it. Number one, I would always show an interest and ask them why they're doing it a certain way. Like, you know, where did they learn it? You know, where do they feel it and whatever else? And if they can explain it to me and it makes sense, I'm like, you know, fair play, that's cool. And then offer, you know, do you mind if I give you a bit of advice? Obviously it was different because I, I worked there and everybody knew I was a coach, so it was fine. The other one would be if I was there training and somebody was doing something, they were on a machine or whatever else, I would just say, look, can I jump in for a set here? If they said no one told me to piss off, that was fine. 
But if they said yes, then obviously I would jump in, do things with correct form or how I felt like it should be done and not even really say anything, but just give them the, the visual of me doing it is potentially slightly different to them. And it'll give them maybe an idea of, okay, well, if I sort of change this and whatever else, I haven't said anything. I haven't tried to put them off in any way. I just sort of did my set the way that quote unquote, it should be done, or I believe it should be done. I'm not saying that I'm always right with that, but the way that I like to train and whatever else. So they've seen it visually and then potentially they'll go and look a bit deeper or even they'll ask me, well, why did you do it that way? And you can sort of explain things. So it's about yeah. how you do it. It's not about you, like, you're doing this wrong. Uh, I'm a fucking meathead. And then yeah. you're just going to piss them off and scare them off. And, yeah, and I'll say you do a very good job on the, well, obviously we have a different relationship, you know, we're friends, but also at the same time, you're my trainer. So I listen to anything you have to say from a feedback perspective, but I like how you do it. Like, you know, I'll show, I'll show, show, send you a video, you know, and, and I'll, I'll say like, Hey, I'm looking for, for feedback on rack pulls, for example, you know, what can I improve on that? And you'll come up with a positive. You'll be like, Hey, it's looking really solid. That's a lot of weight that you're throwing up there. Here's a couple things to try, you know, to, to help improve that, to get you to the next level. Like, you know, for example, you're breathing, for example, or, you know, make sure that, you know, when you're going down, you're not going out as far, you're almost getting to an RDL, whatever it ends up being, you know, you, you have constructive, positive feedback of, Hey, you're doing a good job, but here's some things you can tweak to make it even better. Right. And I think that's, that's a good positive aspect of things, especially somebody that is new or doesn't understand what they're doing, or, you know, they, they need help, you know, that positive reinforcement of, Hey, fucking awesome. Dude, you did 135, you know, pound deadlift. Awesome. That's the first time you ever done that. That's fucking awesome. Let's, let's focus on form now. Let's build up some more weights and let's keep going even further. Right? So those types of, of feedbacks are great. If somebody's requesting or asking for it, do not give unsolicited um, feedback on, on form technique, things like that. You're just an asshole period. <laughs> it's actually, you know, the, I actually really enjoy doing the videos because obviously it's, it's the bit that, online enjoy your videos too yeah because it's not it's not i'm not stood there beside you so anybody that i work with within the group like i talk about it all the time like send me videos put them in your check-in whatever because i enjoy doing it because number one it keeps me fresh in terms of how people move because i wasn't if i wasn't seeing them i would just forget that people don't do things certain ways and whatever else the other thing is like you know there'll always be something that i can sort of tweak or give advice on whether it's an internal cue an external cue whether it's a setup cue there's always ways that you can optimize what you're doing. And an example of this is, you know, I trained my buddy Ali a couple of weeks ago and he was doing face pulls and he asked me about it. And I, my recommendation for face pulls is always instead of, so if you imagine you've got the cable, got the rope, you're doing this movement, anybody who can't see me, I'm pulling it towards myself. My cue for it is always think about pulling the rope apart versus thinking about pulling the rope to or pulling the cable towards you. It's a small thing. You're doing the same movement. But you're just thinking about it a different way. And it's like, oh, how does it feel? You know, it's just so delighted. He could feel the muscle work. And I was like, it's yeah. not, it doesn't ever need to be a massive change. Just even the way that you think about it, you know, as we talked about before, doing, doing rows, like thinking about meeting your elbows at the base of your spine. Obviously, you're never going to ever be able to do that, hopefully. Um, but that internal cue, just of how you move and you get a better connection with the muscle. And generally, I try to make it something that is completely unrealistic so that you'll remember it rather than it being sort of just a, a under the radar type thing. Yeah. It's, it's the little things that you build on, like even for like seated rows yeah. and you're coming back, you know, I always think of putting a pencil in between my back, right? Like, can I hold a pencil in between my, my two, you know, portions, portions of my back as I'm squeezing it back and contracting. So, you know, there are like little tweaks and things of thinking um, through things of how you do form that help a lot. Same thing for, you know, when I'm doing bicep curls, you know, I, I explode up, explosive movement and I go down slowly, right? You know, explode up, go down slowly, right? I'm getting the, 
the contractions there with my muscles and focusing on, on, on those different aspects. So little things that you pick up as you start to go along. I'll tell you uh, one new movement that I've been really liking, and this might take the cake for um, the double, double ropes, um, is the single arm rope uh, tricep extension. So, you know, mm -hmm. coming cross and then just going down with the rope. It is such a good focus um, on your tricep that I've been really liking those. I still do the, the double ropes, but um, I really like the single rope extensions as well as kind of a supplemental one where you do. So basically, you know, you have uh, a rope um, and you come down and you just go down, you know, basically this way across your chest uh, if you're looking at a TV. You saying this way, people are listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, look at me just like this as you're listening to this podcast. Um, just start here and move like this and get right, to here, and you're good to go. You go across your chest and you basically go down and you're isolating um, your triceps. So you're doing a single arm rope tricep extension. And uh, I really like the movement on that one um, quite a bit because, you know, you're not um, – when you're coming down a lot on, on, on this, you can overcompensate with your back. You can overcompensate with your shoulders, your legs, um, you know, as you're doing it. So obviously proper form is really important when you're doing uh, rope pull downs. You don't want to do that. But this really affords you to really hit and isolate uh, triceps. So, so, again, things you learn and you try out different things. Uh, the, the cross extension – uh, pull downs just without the rope and just doing the cross extensions. I mean, those are, I feel like a monster when I'm doing those. I love those things. Doing both at the same time, you're just like, ah, you know, it's just <laughs> freaking awesome. So anybody who's listening, pause right now and go and watch the video. Cause that was, that was too. Can you cut that out? Can you cut that out? <laughs> <laughs> the thing, the thing about it is that I would like to say, you know, you need to, this is an ever, ever evolving thing. Like, you know, I said, obviously I've been, James has been coaching me for about three weeks now, but I sent him a, a video last week and I was doing the dumbbell single leg RDLs and even the things that he corrected, I was like, fuck, I wouldn't even think of that. So, you know, you're always learning. And this, is it this weekend? This week I'm going to Birmingham. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I can't this wait week to hear going to Birmingham. And it, it's going to be good because James and the guy that he works with, Paul, um, they coach majority coaches. So I think there's going to be like 25, 26 coaches going through sessions so there's going to be a lot of like learning and a lot of hands-on stuff yeah. we're going to do two pretty intense sessions throughout the day so i'm going to learn a shitload of stuff which is good because come monday when i come back there's a lot of like changes going to happen to people's programs going to oh no up. so the things that oh, i no. learn get passed get passed down and i haven't obviously better ways to torture your, your 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 folks <laughs> yeah. so yeah yeah exactly and james actually yeah i, I know i've talked about this before the gym and Penn, James is, is one of the original people that taught me how to train, taught me everything that, that I programmed. Like, you know, those guys at M10, James, Callum, Dan, Mark, all the guys taught me originally. So there will definitely be more to come from it. And I, yeah. I love the feeling of coming away from that as if I've got all this brand new knowledge of how I can fuck you guys up in the best way, in the best way possible. <laughs> so be, be prepared for it. I mean, I'm excited for it. Hey, Nervous, I'm for, but excited. I'm here, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I know you are. You'll be the first one to get the program up. I'll be up the, up, <laughs> Update new program on the plane on the plane the way home. All I'm going to see is uh, uh, split squats, 700 you know sets with uh, you know 700 reps. Um, no, but uh, it, yeah, I look forward to those. I love, I love I love just changing things around and keep it going. But yeah, it's a continued um, education. The whole thing, like even for me, you know, like I've been coaching for however long, I've been training for however long, and I'm still learning. Like it's it's an everyday thing, like 100. percent Yeah. So, what are the things that you shouldn't do? at a gym then so i'll let you go first and then i'll go i'll go second but what are the things that you shouldn't do um at at a uh, at a gym uh don't be an asshole is, is the pretty much covers everything no the this thing a couple of things that annoy me number one taking up loads of space so there's yeah. the gym that i train in is relatively small there's a couple of guys in the gym and they're maybe at a squat rack but their bags over here their headphones over here their bottle waters over here and they're taking up like five things is how the shit everywhere i'm like 
put your shit in one bag and keep it there. Like if that's where you're going to be, that's where you're going to be. The other thing is taking too much time on specific pieces of equipment. So there's, I was texting this a couple of weeks ago, like there was three or four guys just hanging around, sitting on the leg extension, sitting the hamstring curl and whatever. And I was like, I need to fucking use that. Like, can you fuck off out of the way? I did kindly ask them to move <laughs> as, you, as you can imagine. Um, but yeah, sort of hogging equipment and things like that. The other thing that I find that annoys me and I sometimes do fall victim to myself and that's why I try to stay away from tracking things on my phone is people just yeah. sitting there on their phone because they're yeah, probably not aware. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they're probably not aware of the time cause they're, you know, in a rabbit hole on Instagram or whatever. Um, but yeah, doing that, I try to sort of stay away from, from them, from being on my phone at all. Um, unsolicited form advice is obviously something that you don't want to do as well. Yeah. For, for me, uh, if I'm going to a public gym, uh, I'm there to work out and that's my time. Right. And so my phone goes off. I'm not paying attention. I'm listening, you know, to whatever. And I start to do my workout. I don't sit there and check my emails. I don't sit there on, on Twitter. If I'm at home, my home gym, I, I will definitely like work at the same time. Sometimes like if I'm busy, uh, get stuff out. So sometimes like an hour workout will take two hours. Um, you know, just, to, just depending on, you know, if I, if I have a bunch of shit going on as I'm trying to work out. So there are distractions that I will hit if I'm at my own gym, but, um, if I'm going out in person, you know, I definitely am there to, to work out. So, you know, I do, I do get upset. So like I was in, a, when we went to Grand Cayman for vacation, there was a guy called socks who or just socks the entire time at a public gym, which is fine. Like I, that's, I, I mean, that's, that's fine. But the guy took the deadlift, uh, platform and the, um, leg press machine probably for an hour and a half. And then he went and did the, uh, leg curl machine for probably another 30 to 35 minutes. So in like, he's hitting like all the shit that I needed to use. He's there the entire time. So I'm basically having to do a bunch of different stuff around him. I'm using the Smith machine and stuff like that for RDLs instead of doing deadlifts. I'm doing you know, all these different things to, to work around this guy. But, you know, you could tell that there was a lot of people that are starting to get upset with him because there's other people that wanted to use the equipment. And the one guy asked him, he's like, hey, how much longer do you have left? He's like, oh, you know, I, I got, I got, I think I got like three more sets to go or something like that. And he'd already been on for like a half hour. And the guy's like, seriously? He's like, you need to wrap that shit up right now. So he got pissed at the guy and actually like yelled at him and said something. I, I don't have the balls to do that. So, um, but, uh, so, you know, like just be careful and mindful of the time, you know, obviously there's. Uh, a lot of equipment, but people specialize in different areas and what they're more comfortable with or what they want to accomplish. So, you know, if there's a line for like the ropes, for example, I'll just go and do something different uh, until those, those are available and, um, you know, kind of mix and match my workout routines until those are open and I'll go hit those up really quick. So be mindful of those. I think that's really important. Um, also sweating uh, is, is one, you know, so the equipment that you use, wipe it down afterwards, make sure it's clean. Uh, obviously from, from Ben's feedback, also dry it as well, which again, I don't, I don't know anybody does that, but it's fine. Um, but make sure it's dry, you know, dry it up, you clean it up and, and, and uh, clean up all the equipment that you've been using. One thing that I, I found out that I got yelled at on recently was that actually at old school iron. So I was using the ropes uh, I didn't get yelled at. She was so nice. Like they have like these little old ladies that are cleaning the floor. The place is immaculate all the time. Like the, they're cleaning it all the time. They're mopping the floors. They're always out there cleaning. It's just a great, great gym. But you know, um, we were, uh, I was sweating like a profusely. I was just kicking ass and working out. I was just dripping sweat all over the floor. There's just this big pool of sweat over there. And you know, on the rope machines, you can't really wipe anything down. So I started wiping down the floor. She's like, the lady's like, no, 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 no. Do not wipe down the floor with those rags. Like we, 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 we take care of that. That's our job. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. No problem. You know, so, so I don't, don't wipe down the floor apparently, uh, is another one. I don't know if that's per gym or whatnot. What do you think about that one? I, is that, is that normal or do that's you wipe a, down the floor? That's a new one. I mean, 
I don't know if I, I've only ever wiped down the floor if I've spilt something. Um, but okay. I don't I don't know of not. But if you had like this big it. pool of sweat sitting there on the thing, wouldn't you just like want to spray it and kind of clean up a little bit so that when somebody else gets there, they're yeah, not like, yeah. working on your pool of sweat? You know, that's what I. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's fair. Thought, that's but fair. the lady's like, no, 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 do not do that. I'm like, oh, sh-. like I squirted it. She, she, as soon as I squirted, her eyes like went like really white. You know, like like wide, and she's like, what are you doing? Do not wipe that down. Like, I am so sorry. Okay. Like, you know, like, start backing away from my pool of sweat. You know. Like, <laughs> Another one, actually, that, that is important that it doesn't happen so much in the gym that I train in now, but it used to happen in Jimco whenever I worked there is people not racking their weights. So number one, if the fucking dumbbells are everywhere, you're a dickhead, just put them yeah. back where they're supposed to go. Put them back the in normal order, that, right? Don't mix and match them. Yes, put them back definitely in normal order. Because oh if you've ever been a person, you oh. just went to have two dumbbells and yeah. one's heavier and you're like, you fall over like this. Yes. And um, the other thing is though, uh, plate loaded machines, unload them. Because I remember seeing like, not to be sexist male or female, but literally seeing like these girls come up to like press and there's like 500 kilos on it and they're fucking trying to, you know, they're reaching up to lift these 25 kilo plates off or whatever that yeah. is in pounds. And I'm like, they're going to fucking seriously hurt themselves. A lot of plates, yeah. it's a lot of weight to move off. So if you're going to put the weight on, take it off. Yeah, absolutely. So, so racking and re-racking or what's, what is it? Racking and remove racking. I don't know. What's the, what's the word I'm looking for there? Un- unracking? Unracking, there we go. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah. Is, that, is that okay? So racking and unracking uh, is is definitely you know a, a component of that. Every time I go and lift at a, a gym, if there's a barbell in there with weight on it, um, you know, and I'm done using it, I will remove that and remove what was what was previously on there as well. Again, starting off from a fresh piece, you don't know if somebody's going to throw tens on there or twenty fives or forty fives or whatever. Um, they shouldn't have to clean up somebody else's mess. So removing. Those weights, if you're done, uh, is important. If you're going to like Planet Fitness, for example, they have the Smith bars that are really uh, popular. I love Smith machines. Um, ben does as well. They, um, you know, when you put those on, take the weights off of them, put them on the sides, um, and then, you know, move on to your next one. Clean, clean and wipe down the area. Now, question for you. Do you wipe down the barbell area that your hands were on when you're doing it? Or do you just do the bench that you're on? I do the barbell. So. Yeah, I would do the barbell too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Another one. I don't. It's, this is not necessarily etiquette, but it's something that I find hilarious all the time. So I don't know if you know if you listen to music and someone comes and asks you something and you don't really know what they've said, but you yeah. automatically have a response. So if someone's <laughs> like, "Are you using this?" and you say yes because you thought they say, "Is this free?" and then you have that awkward encounter of, "I don't really know what you said, <laughs> but I'm just going to step away." Is that yeah, so yeah. Like, Are you using this? You're like. Yes, because you thought well, they were going to ask, could they use it? And it's, I always find that absolutely hilarious and current there, and I don't know how to combat it or whatever else, but I just think it's funny because you're sort of in that like transition of taking your yeah. earphone out and answering a question. You still don't time. hear them? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, another one that, that um, that's an interesting one, obviously with cell phones, excuse me, I'm just yawning right in the middle of this. I don't know what the hell happened. That's um, okay. That's all right. Yeah, sorry. Uh, but um, right in the middle of, of, you know, like a lot of people obviously have cell phones and they're, they're taking video um, of themselves lifting, whether it's for form feedback or posting whatever gains, you know, be mindful of that, but also recognize that, you know, if they're doing it in a shitty position where it's like in the middle of traffic, you don't need to sit there and wait, you know, five minutes to walk past somebody's video to go and do it. They should be mindful of the whole gym. So somebody walking past the video or something like that is, is perfectly fine um, to go and do. And that's always a, a touchy one because people want to have nobody in front of them, just want to see them lifting that type of stuff. Um, but again, you know, you're at a public gym, there's people walking through needing to get stuff. Don't be a dick about it. Don't like sit in front of it and, you know, just be mindful of, of the camera angles. But if you need to walk through, you know, somebody, you know, that's, 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 um, videotaping, you know, grab your stuff and move, move through as fast as you can, but you know, don't, you know, don't be a dick about it, but at the same time, you know, get your, 
your shit done and don't worry about people trying to, to, to do that. But the flip side of that as well is if you are a video and don't be a dick about the space that you're taking up, you know, don't be sitting yeah. there with a fucking tripod and the whole camera set up, like, you know, set it up discreetly and keep it out of the way and don't make a whole show of it. I know that the, the recording thing is a bit of a touchy subject because some gyms don't allow it. It'll make other people feel uncomfortable and whatever else, which I fully understand. Um, so just be mindful of, you know, not if you're taking a video, not shooting the whole gym down the gym or whatever else or people in the background, like try and just take a video of whatever it is that you're doing. I don't know what it is that you're doing now, but it seems like it's complicated. I, well, so my power on my device is not charging my thing, and my Mac is about to go into sleep mode uh, for some reason. So hang on a second. Keep talking. Keep talking. Just delay, delay, on, delay, on, delay. On that, on that note, I was doing a check-in feedback last last week, and obviously when I was away, the internet connection was a bit shitty. And uh, I was actually doing Mike Owens checking feedback, so if you're listening, I apologize for this. Um, so I had moved out to where there was signal. And I got to like, I was like nine and a half minutes into the check-in feedback and it come up battery low and I was like, oh, I may wrap this up here. And then straight away, it just went off and I was like, what the fuck? And I missed the whole, I, I just, and that's whenever I text you about, I need to get a new laptop, fuck this, this one's going over the box me. Yeah, um, I don't know what happened there. I, I have, normally have a charger here and it's not charging for some reason. It's charging now, I'm good. I, I saved it. Um, okay, save the day. Save the day, save the day. <laughs> So where are we at gym etiquette? We're finished? We got it? I think that's it. I think that's that's the, the most for gym etiquette. I mean, again, you know, just be respectful of one another. Um, you know, don't judge people for where they're at in their position or life. And obviously, you know, if you're new to this as well, just know that, you know, people should not be judging you. And if they are, who gives a shit? Like, you know, just go do your stuff and, and you know, you know, continue to build your progress and learn. I didn't know any of this stuff, you know, prior to you know, when I started learning and when I started working with Ben or when I started, you know, doing different things, you know, you just learn through experience. So go through this, you know, mindful of, of others and be respectful and kind. And, uh, you know, gym etiquette wise, you, you know, you don't want to be grunting and screaming and throwing, you know, plates around, although, you know, certain gyms, that's fine. Um, but you know, obviously in, in planet fitness, you get thrown out, but, uh, you know, you know, just again, understand the etiquette of the place you're going to, and, uh, you know, just try to get your lift in and get your shit done and get your workout and congratulations for going out there and doing it. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, I think one of the one of the biggest things about people and their fear of the gym is obviously fear of failure, which I fully understand. And, you know, as we've spoken about before, you know, people have maybe tried 10, 15, 20 other different ways to get where they want to be in terms of their goals or their physique or whatever, and they have failed at them. But the thing about the gym is failure is part of the process. You, you need to fail. Like, that's, that's how you grow and that's how you develop yes. is by failing. So don't be afraid of it. Like, lean into it. And I realize that that is massively uncomfortable. The whole fucking gym thing's massively uncomfortable. Like, you're putting yourself, you're putting your body under strain, under stress. Like, it, it is uncomfortable. But if you lean into it and you really commit to it, like, what you can actually achieve and what you can actually do whenever you start to master your training and nutrition, like, it is literally endless possibilities. Well, it's actually how we are structured to learn as human beings. Our cerebrum um, balances the act between our left and right side of the brain. It's one of our largest parts of the brain. And we learn through failures, through experiences. It's kind of our autonomous system for building out habits. It's for how we learn new things as we go along. So you know, our brains are actually designed to take in failure. You know, That's why when you look at like elite athletes, for example, why they shoot, you know, 10,000 shots a day from basketball is because they're continuously putting their minds through that to try different portions of what fails, what works, what does, and you're training your mind from a muscle memory perspective and everything else of how your body controls itself uh, to go through that. And the only way you can do that is through putting the effort and work in. So, you know, when you first started this, you're going to fail, you know, you're going to do some horrible lifts. You're going to have shit days where things just don't go the way you want it to. Um, and, 
you know, it's, it's a matter of learning from those failures, like anything in life and business in marriage in family and kids. Um, you know, we are not perfect in any way, shape or form. None of us are perfect. None of us are close to being perfect. We fail all the time. Um, it's those experiences that you learn. And I always get, I might've brought this up before in the podcast, but I always get asked, you know, what would I change if I could go back 20 years and tell 20 year old Dave, um, you know, what, what would, what, what is one thing that you would change from a business perspective? I'd say not a damn thing because I have learned so much from my mistakes. I've learned so much from my successes and I built upon that. And you can absolutely do that same thing in the gym. Again, when you first go there, just going there and getting out of your comfort zone uh, and, and starting to do your stuff um, is, is awesome. And it will get easier each time you start to do it and build those habits. Yeah. And even if it's the first time you go and you just want to go and walk in the treadmill to scope the place out, like just do that. You don't be afraid to go and do that and just sort of see what's going on, where the equipment's laid out, and then go and build your plan off the back of it. Quick story about what you're talking about, uh, basketball players. I, I don't know if you listened to the podcast. They sent you the episode of the diary of a CEO with Tim Grover, yeah. who coached Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. Yeah. And he talks about this time where they were, wherever they were, they were going for a match and they were doing warm up. And Kobe says that, that, the the ring was off like the the basketball hoop was off and uh they got to come and check and he was like no no it's fine i checked it i checked it and the guy checked it and it was an eighth of an inch off so him knowing that in terms of how many reps he put in like to that degree in terms of where he's shooting the ball like crazy just from the reps that he's in it's absolutely insane yep and yes i, I do it's... listen to other podcasts okay uh, andrew huberman the, the lord savior andrew huberman and the diary of the CEO. <laughs> that's it that is it well, actually, uh, quick note, quick note yeah, on that yeah. before we go. Um, obviously, I've spoken a lot about Ido Portal. I don't know if anybody knows who it is, but basically, he was Conor McGregor, uh, the UFC. I guess is is he still a champion? I don't know. But no, anyway, no. the UFC guy used to be former champion. Um, it was his former movement coach, and obviously, I've put passive hangs and dead hangs in everybody's program recently. And he's the guy that sort of is the is the the movement guy. And I know that um, they have recorded a podcast together. So I'm looking forward to that one coming out at the end of the month. Yeah, it's always again always learning knowledge, always trying to build up on that and, and find new ways of doing things. It's it's awesome. It's awesome. Well, hey, okay. I appreciate you listening to us this week. Uh, another great podcast uh, in the banks. We'll be back next week, uh, same time, same place. Uh, but check us out on WeHack Health uh, on you know Discord, Twitter, everywhere else, YouTube, YouTube. YouTube. And, and check out our Discord That's server. Fine. We have lots of great folks out there. Um, you know, just you know. Again, you want to talk about a healthy community, people that won't judge you. The, the We Hack Health Discord uh, server is one of those areas where we just have some really great people. and We ban people that are total a-holes like the supplement guy. Um, but, uh, you know, we, 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 we pride ourselves in that community and having a really good community there. So check us out on Discord and obviously um, use the We Hack Health uh, hashtag. Just show us your progress on social media. We love seeing it. You know, if you have any questions, we're always here. There's an AMA channel for both Ben and I on the, um, on the Discord server. So if you have any questions, just let us know. But uh, thanks again for listening, and we'll see you again next week. See you next week.